Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 1270. Lifting in a Cold Garage by Ross Enemite of rosstraining.com. And I'm Dr. Neil, your host and narrator. Happy Monday and a happy President's Day for those of us in the US. And welcome back to another week of Optimal Health Daily. This is where I read to you from some of the best health and fitness blogs on the web, kind of like an ongoing audiobook, and always with a bit of my commentary at the end. Again, I hope you're enjoying your holiday, but I'm gonna keep this intro nice and short. So let's get right to the post as we optimize your life. Lifting in a Cold Garage by Ross Enemite of rosstraining.com. After writing about training outside in the winter, I've received several questions about lifting in a cold garage. And while similarities certainly exist, there are also distinct differences between training inside and out. Personally, the greatest difference for me is that I prefer to lift weights in the garage. When I train outside, I am more likely to be running, performing calisthenics, and lifting odd objects. Based on the questions that I've received, it appears that many readers of the site follow a similar approach. As a result, it's no surprise that the two most common inquiries were in regards to handware and the options that exist for heating a garage. I will address both of those questions within this entry. I train in the morning. It is the only time of the day that works for me. Therefore, I am quite familiar with training in the cold. Most of my lifting takes place during the coldest hours of the day. This morning, the gym temperature was 5 degrees Fahrenheit, which is negative 15 Celsius. Believe it or not, I was actually quite comfortable, and I do not use heat. And for those who think I'm crazy, one reader of the site messaged me today after training in his negative 20 degree Fahrenheit garage. My 5 degrees sounds balmy in comparison. The reason that I don't use heat is that it takes too long for the temperature to rise. I would need to start heating the garage in the middle of the night for any noticeable change by early morning. Like many garages, mine is not well insulated. As a result, much of that heat is lost. I've tried to heat it in the past, but the cost to do so wasn't something I was willing to pay. 
I eventually figured out that it's easier and less expensive to dress appropriately. In regards to clothing, I dress similar to how I would when training outside. As mentioned before, I dress in layers and find it particularly important to have warm hands, feet, and ears. I wear thick socks, a winter hat, and I warm my hands in between sets with gloves. However, I do not wear the gloves for most exercises. The lack of gloves during each set is a key difference between training inside and out. If I am outside swinging a sledgehammer, lifting odd objects, or performing calisthenics, gloves don't interfere. When I'm lifting heavy dumbbells or barbells, gloves can become a problem. Now, some may argue that lifting weights with gloves will challenge the grip, therefore could be a plus. I don't disagree, but when lifting maximal loads, I don't want to be limited by my hands. Others may counter that tight-fitting work gloves will not interfere with grip. For certain exercises, I would agree, but the best gloves in the world are not as good as the hands. This is particularly true with exercises that involve pulling maximal loads like deadlifts, rows, snatches, etc. With such movements, I want to grip the bar with my skin and lift as much weight as possible. The problem for some is that the bars get so cold that they become uncomfortable to grip. Fortunately, it is not difficult to remedy this problem. All that you'll need is a hairdryer. I typically warm the bar for a minute or two before it's ready to lift. Once I have performed a few sets, I rarely need to use it again. Not only will my hands adapt to the cold, they also help to warm the bar. In between sets, I wear heavy gloves to warm the hands while resting. In addition to the hairdryer, I suggest using chalk for all of your lifts. Chalk provides an extra layer between your hands and the bar. You won't need much to notice the difference. Even a small amount of chalk can make cold bars much more tolerable to hold and lift. The combination of dressing in layers, chalking up the hands, and warming the bar makes for a happy lifter. My lifting does not suffer, nor does my wallet. As for those who don't believe it's possible to adjust to cold temperatures, I ask you to consider the following. If you live in a cold climate, you have likely shoveled your share of snow. When you begin shoveling, you walk outside and it's cold. You haven't yet adjusted to the temperature. Once you begin shoveling, it usually doesn't take long before you begin to warm up. It happened to me today. It was freezing outside at four in the morning. When I started shoveling, I was numb. A few minutes later, I had to unzip my jacket slightly. Shoveling snow at a brisk pace creates heat. The same thing happens when you exercise in the cold. It may be cold initially, but after a few minutes of exercise, you begin to adapt, hence the importance of dressing in layers. If you can warm up when shoveling the driveway, you can certainly warm up while exercising. I'd much rather wear a few extra layers and warm up a few extra minutes than need to work extra hours to pay for heat. Some may call my approach crazy, but I wouldn't have it any other way. You just listened to the post titled, Lifting in a Cold Garage by Ross Enemite of rosstraining.com. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed 
is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch, find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. Now, today's author, Ross, didn't address this directly in his post, but when it comes to warming things up, it might be worthwhile for you to actually perform a warm-up, meaning you perform warm-up exercises to get your body ready for the workout. He talked about shoveling snow. That works great. But of course, there are other ways to warm up. Now, in previous posts, Ross has mentioned that he's not a big fan of warm-up specific exercises, but that's his personal preference and that's perfectly fine. When we look at published research studies, we find that performing a warm-up before your workout is unlikely to harm you. It can only benefit. Now, this doesn't mean that you have to perform one, but it's usually recommended for most novice and even intermediate lifters. Someone like today's author, Ross, would be considered a highly advanced lifter. He knows his body quite well and understands what it needs. For me, I perform some type of warm-up exercise before every workout. The American College of Sports Medicine says that if you decide a warm-up is right for you, then aim to perform rhythmic activities that incorporate large muscle groups for at least five minutes. So walking, a light jog, using an elliptical or an assault bike are great options. They're rhythmic activities, you don't need to go all out, just keep things light and perform those for about five minutes. And then you're ready to go. All right, that'll do it for the Monday episode. I hope you're having a great start to your week and I'll be back here tomorrow as usual where your optimal life awaits.